0: Welcome to the Huddo Community Church Podcast. HCC is located in Huddo, Texas, and is led by Pastor Russell Daniel. For more information, please check out our website at huttocommunitychurch.org. Today, we're going to continue our series called Fixer Upper. And the subject of, of today's message is, now is the time. And when we talk about time... I can't help but think about my wife and I's relationship. Okay, now she's not here today, and uh, she's feeling a little bit under the weather, so I get to talk about her. And she has this strange genetic disposition, and I don't know what quite causes it, but here's how it works. If we say um, we're going to leave at 7.15 in the morning to drop Haley off at school, and then to go to the gym together. Uh, At 7.15, she then uh, will go back to the bedroom and all of a sudden I hear the toothbrush going, you know, the electric toothbrush is, and I'm like, it's 7.15. It, it is time to go. Like, let's get out the door, people. And so I'm trying to usher Haley out, trying to get to the car. And, and then she comes out and she's like, oh, I've got to fill up my water bottle. And then we walk out the door and she says, oh, I forgot to put on my lotion. And so she'll walk back into the house and put on lotion. And then at 7.19, we walk out the door, uh, and we're obviously a, a little bit late and rushed. Now, uh, luckily, at, over the years, I've learned that we just build in time for that, right? Like we just build in. So if we, we say we're going to leave at 7.20, I, I tell her 7.15 so that there's that five-minute gap there. Because I've got a, a, a genetic predisposition that if you're not five minutes early, you're late, Right And God just built that into me. And uh, so we go back and forth uh, about that all the time. And the funny thing is, as much as she delays us getting out the door, somehow, by God's grace, we are rarely, if ever, late. And I don't know how that works. I think God works miracles uh, through time uh, all of the time. But uh, as we talk about time today, I'm sure you've got those same issues in your family. And I see some jabbing and laughing going on here today, but uh, I I have a question for you, and this is crowd participation, so uh, I need you to answer truthfully. How many of you believe that God, when it comes to time, is early? I kind of figured we might get that. Now, uh, how many of you believe God is late? Notice my hand is in the air, okay? Okay, how many of you believe God is always on time? I think some of you are liars, but... (laughs) God is an on-time God, strangely enough. And, and I know sometimes that doesn't always work in our world and the way we want things to line up. But God is an on-time God all the time. Now, we can't talk about the Lord in time without reading Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verses 2 through 8. So if you have a Bible, uh, turn there with me and uh, I'm going to read verses 2 through 8 and then Verse 17. It says, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, a time to cast away. A time to tear, a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. And then verse 17, I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. Now today, as we talk about time, I want to talk mostly about timing, and God's timing in our lives and in our world, for there is certainly a time and a season for everything under the sun. So first of all, I just want to point out to you that God's timing is indeed perfect. It is indeed perfect. Remember, He is a God who is sovereign. That means He is over all of creation, He's over every people, He's over every government, He's over every entity, and He has put the leaders of those said entities in place for a specific reason. God's timing is perfect. I don't pretend to understand it. I don't pretend to get it. But let us remember that in the whole span of time, if if this whole entire stage up here was the span of time, we have about this much of it here on this earth. For we are here today and we are gone tomorrow. So when it seems like God's timing is messed up, And when it seems like he is either early or he is late, he is not either one of those. He is indeed an on-time God all the time without fail. Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Now, I think this scripture is great because it points out a a couple of really important things. Number one, that despite the fact that God is overall, despite the fact that he is sovereign and he establishes the time of our lives, he has given us an avenue to be able to draw near to him at any time in our lives. When we think things are going wrong, when things go uh, awry in our marriage or at work or whatever the case may be, he is asking for us to draw near to him and, and not, not with a fear, not with anxiety, but with confidence that he will hear us and answer us, as the scripture says, in our time of need. Now, we don't always get exactly what we want from the Lord, but we do receive his mercy and his grace each and every single time, just in the nick of time. God always comes through. Uh, Habakkuk two three says, For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. There is an appointed time for everything in our life. You know, I, I often thought God was very late in his timing, For whatever reason, as a young man, I had this thought that I had to be married by the time I got out of college. I just—I guess I assume that's the way it worked. My parents got married when they were in college. My grandparents got married when they were in college. Um, My grandparents on the other side got married before college. So I just assumed, hey, I go to college and get married. Well, year one, two, three, four went by and there was nobody there that I thought I want to marry this gal. Just didn't. I don't know why. It was the Lord's timing. So I thought, oh, surely I'm going to seminary. So there'll be someone there for me. Go year one, year two, year three, graduate, leave. Nobody. Then all of a sudden, a year after I moved to Austin, I meet Brooke. And in the Lord's timing, he brought us together at the right time. You see, too early, six months before, it wouldn't have worked. Six months later, it might have been too late, but God was working in her life and working in my life and the timing of both of our lives to bring us together at the right time. Now, for the eight years leading up to that, I couldn't, have, I couldn't have seen that, simply couldn't have, couldn't have known that, couldn't have guessed that God would begin to work in that kind of way, but it was in his Timing. So in your life, when God seems that like he is being slow, when he is dragging his feet on something, know that God is always working. His timing is perfect. He will not delay. He will wait for the appointed time in your life. Anybody ever had a, a banana that was picked too early? It's not any good. It's too hard, it's pasty, I don't like it at all. If you have one too late, same thing, it's rotten. I had one this morning, it was not good, I threw it out. <laughs> It's got to be at the appointed time. When you look at the life of Jesus, there was an appointed time and there was an appointed hour. If you will read, it, particularly in the Gospel of John, early on, Jesus, is, uh, the, the rulers are trying to arrest him. But the scripture says in John 730 and then again in 820, his hour, his time had not yet come. Yet then, right before he went to the cross in John 13, 1, and again in 17, 1, it says Jesus knew that the hour had come. God's timing is perfect, but timing is also the Father's business. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, the secret things belong to the Lord our God. Now, listen, church. Often, there is no rational explanation for why things happen when they do in our lives. Sometimes, we are simply not going to understand the timing of God this side of heaven. And there is no explanation for it. It could be a job loss, right? It could be someone who dies before their appointed time, or at least according to us, when we think they should still be living, right? I think about my my grandma. And she was 73 when she passed away, but she was a vibrant 73. She and my grandfather were traveling the world. He was still teaching in the world of uh, oil and natural gas. And they were in London when she fell sick and all of a sudden lost her breath and came back to the States a couple of weeks late and found out it was lung cancer and she was dead before the year was over. She died too young, in my opinion. The Lord was not on time for that, but I don't understand I don't begin to understand that. You think about friends in their 30s who get cancer. You think, well, cancer is a normal thing, but that should happen late in life. That should not happen to a 36-year-old with a son less than a year old. But God has his timing for everything. And so when it comes to the timing of God, all right, we've got to choose to trust him anyway even when we don't understand. And so I ask you that question, when things go awry in your life and the timing seems off, will you make the choice to trust him anyway? Because we've got to, let me, I want to get this right. We must choose to see our circumstances through his love instead of seeing his love through our circumstances. Right, because often something's some happen in our life and we say, God, why is this happening? You don't love me because you allowed this to happen to me at this time. That's not right. God still loves you despite your circumstances, despite the things that you're walking through, despite your hardships. And we've got to understand to see his love through our circumstances, not our circumstances through. Did I get that right? I got that backwards, didn't I? We gotta see our circumstances through his love not the other way around. But the third thing I wanna point out today is while oftentimes we don't understand the Father's timing, God uses timing to fulfill his purposes. You look back at the life of Jesus, and again, in the scriptures, it said his hour had not yet come, and then later when his hour had come, it says the exact those exact words, his hour had come. It was the time to go to the cross. Uh, Galatians 4, 4, Paul says, but in the, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. So I want you to understand something. God uses timing very specifically to fulfill his purposes. And so if we look at the timing of when the Messiah came, of when Jesus was born, there were a lot of very strange things that just happened to line up so that the gospel could go all over the world. Strange thing number one, the Roman emperor orders a census to be taken, which forces Mary and Joseph, who were living in Nazareth, to go to Bethlehem, where the Messiah was to be born. Now, at that time, Greek was the common language spoken. Sure, Aramaic and, and Hebrew were uh, spoken in the Middle East, but Greek was the predominant language of the known world at that time, meaning all of the New Testament was written in Greek so that when letters were written from one person to another, they could be easily translated and read all over the known world. Now, interesting thing number two Rome was in charge what was the famous thing that Rome did everywhere they went? They built roads, exactly. And so when uh, the Messiah came and the gospel message was received, not only could people communicate that very easily one to another, but it could also travel quickly from that little place, Jerusalem in the Middle East, all over Europe and the known world at that time, even down into Africa and way beyond. So it was God's timing they brought the Messiah at the very precise moment so that the purposes of God could be fulfilled. Which, what is his purpose? That all people would come to know Jesus Christ, that we would make disciples of all nations. God uses timing to fulfill his purposes. There's a great little scripture, Psalm 31:15, that says, my times are in your hand. And really, I was talking with my dad about the message uh, the message this week, and, and he's a pastor, if you don't know as well, and uh, he's doing interim pastorates kind of all over the state. And right now he's without a church, and he's just praying that God would use him and and take him to wherever he is supposed to be. And that's his prayer. My times are in your hand. And it is, it is a humble submission that, God, you are sovereign, that you are in control, and I am here as your willing servant to do whatever it is you would have me to do, and I trust you to direct me at the right time to wherever it is you want me to go. God uses timing to fulfill his purposes. Now, I don't like this next one particularly, and I'm not good at learning lessons, but God uses timing to build our character. God uses timing to build our character. Unfortunately, character is not built when things are good. You don't grow and mature when things are easy. It's like lifting weights. You only grow, the muscles only grow when they're under pressure, when they're under tension, when those little microfibers are able to be torn and then rebuilt. In the same way, often God's timing seems very off in our life. And when it seems off, you can be sure that, number one, God is working for his purposes. And number two, he's building your character in that very moment. You know, one of the things over the last year and a half I've truly struggled with is the timing of being in this building here today. Uh, if you if you don't know the backstory, story, uh, we went under contract with this building in May of last year. And so in my little pea brain, I'm thinking, great, this is awesome. You know what? The, the, we'll be in this place by October. We'll close. We'll do a six-week remodel. No big deal. We'll be in by October. Sadly, closing began to get pushed back over and over again. So I think, okay, well, Christmas, Christmas, we'll celebrate Christmas. How awesome will that be? We'll be in the new building and celebrate the birth of the Savior. That obviously got thrown out the window. We had to get architects and drawings and mess with the city and permits and all that kind of stuff. And so then I think Easter, Easter it is. What better time to be in the new building but Easter and celebrate the risen Savior? This would be awesome. Well, Easter come and goes, and then, uh, lo and behold, the beginning of the summer, here we finally are. And I can tell you, through every single step along the way, and even to this day, God is having to grow my character because the timing is not what I want it to be. And so when the timing seems to be off in your life, you can be absolutely sure that God is trying to grow your character. And character is not developed uh, without intention. And so when you notice that the timing is off in your life, that's the time to put your head down and go to the word of God and begin to pray and to begin to humbly ask the Lord, what is it that you're trying to teach me right now? Because things are not working how they should. This should be lining up. Things should be moving forward, but they're not. And God, I don't understand it. I don't get it. So teach me, Lord, by your spirit. Teach me, grow me. Show me how I need to mature. Show me the thoughts that I need to change. Show me the actions that I need to take and bring me back to really the heart of worship, your word, that I might see what you're doing in my life, that I might see your purposes moving forward and that you might use me, God. Again, my times are in your hands. Final thing I want to share with you today is that God uses timing to provide opportunities. God uses timing to provide opportunities. Titus 1:3 Paul says, "and at that at the proper time he manifested in his word through the preaching with which I have been entrusted by the command of God our savior." You see at the proper time God anointed the apostle Paul to be able to go and to give him opportunities to share the gospel all over the known world. Perhaps the greatest evangelist, uh, at least certainly at that time, if not all time, of the gospel. He traveled uh, from the Middle East all the way to Rome. Some scholars say he went all the way to Spain. There's a lot of arguments about that. But nonetheless, God gave him great opportunity in his time. And so I would just say to you today, what opportunities has God given you? What, how many times have you been early or you've been late to some meeting or something you're supposed to be at and you end up meeting someone who perhaps provides an avenue for you to have a job or makes a connection for you that later on uh, leads to a job or I, I can't tell you how many people, even some of you here today that God's timing has worked in our life and there's been an opportunity for us to develop relationship, but it's not till months or even years later that God reveals what that relationship is all about. And even still, he's unveiling that, but God provides opportunities through his timing. And church, I want to say to you today that now is the time for some of you, because some of you, maybe you're here today and you've never had a relationship with Jesus. And now is the time that you would take advantage of the opportunity that has been given you. You're here today. Perhaps you did not want to be here today. Maybe someone drug you in. Maybe you came kicking and screaming. Maybe you had a fight in the car on the way over. But here you are today and God is providing you an opportunity to say yes to him. It's simply through Romans six twenty three, which says, for the wages of sin is death. That's all of us. All of us have sin and our life and the penalty for that is death on this side. And there's this great chasm between us and between God because life and eternity is over here on this side and we are stuck on this side. And this is what we deserve, the wages of sin. That's what we get is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord, on this side. And so simply put, Jesus on the cross is the bridge from this side to this side. And all it takes is a trust in him and saying, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I confess that I am a sinner and I'm going to commit my life to following you. See, if you don't commit your life, if there's no actual life change, then you're not actually trusting him. You're just trying to sign on the dotted line to get your fire insurance to get into heaven. It doesn't work that way. There's got to be real life change that happens in your your life. And God says, I will change your life and I will change your eternity. And God is providing an opportunity for change today. Some of you are here today and you've been walking with God for a long time, but that relationship has gone sour and it's not vibrant like it should be. It's not alive like you want it to be because you're pursuing the things of the world. I'm telling you today, now is the time you've been given an opportunity today to say no more, no more. I'm not gonna follow the way of the world anymore. I'm gonna follow Jesus. I'm gonna follow the path that leads to life. Now is the time for you to make that change. Maybe you're here today and you're struggling in your marriage and now is the time to say, Pastor, you just grab me after church and say my marriage is on the rocks. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to tell, but let me tell you, God can change any marriage. God can heal any wound that has been there. He can work through even the worst of circumstances to heal it. He doesn't always do it, but he can. If you're willing and if your partner's willing, God can do anything. Now is the time to change. Now is the time to pur- pursue becoming the person that you've always wanted to be, the person that God has called you to be. Some of us are living a mundane life, and, and it's, it's really quite sickening after a while. And it just kind of gives a, a rottenness in your soul, and I just tell you, now is the time. Now is the time to live for more. Now is the time to live for the mission of God, to share the gospel with your friends and your neighbors. Now is the time to invite them. Invite them to church. Invite them over to your house. Invest in their life. Tell, show them that you care, that you love them, and that there's a God in heaven who, who's a big God and who loves them and who cares for them. Now is the time to introduce your friends to Jesus. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what diagnosis awaits. We don't know what tragedy awaits. We don't know if Jesus might come this afternoon and take us all to glory. Now is the time to share the gospel with your friends. Church, God has put us here as a body of believers to reach our community. He's given us a great opportunity. And now is the time to pursue that. Now's the time to get involved in a a small group that can change your life. We're going to have small groups on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and you can be a part of whichever one fits your schedule best. I'll tell you, life change will happen as believers gather and support one another and pray for one another. There's men's groups and women's groups, and, and many of us here today are witnesses that life change happens there. Maybe you don't even know that you need a life change. I'm telling you, we all need a life change through the power of the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit working within us. Now is the time. Now is the time to give your life away for something good. We got like 35 kids over there next door. We need men and women who will step up and who are gonna say, hey, I'll take one Sunday a month. Just one time, I'll go over there and I will wrangle those little two-year-olds and I will hold those little babies and I will kiss them and I will pray for them and I will love them. Church, now is the time. We have a great opportunity to move forward. If we don't take care of what's over there, there's no future for the church. So if you got kids, let's step up and serve. Just take one weekend a month. Listen, my old pastor in seminary, he said by the inch, it's a cinch. And by the yard, it's hard. So if all of us will step up and do just a little bit right here, then it'll be a cinch. It'll be no problem. It's not a burden on anyone. But if the two people who continue to do it week after week, it becomes very difficult and very hard. We need people to step up. Now is the time, church. We need folks who will welcome people coming in, folks who will say, I wanna pray for people. I'm gonna pray for that life change to happen because listen, some of you pray and crazy things begin to happen. I'm telling you, I've, I've watched you pray and I've watched God answer those prayers and you're the exact people who, when the service is over and people are burdened by the Holy Spirit to seek after him, burdened for prayer, they need healing in their bodies, they need healing in their minds and healing in their marriages or whatever is going on in life. They need someone with your faith to be able to pray for them, to step up. Church, I've told you I'm unapologetically gonna ask you to be involved in one small group and to serve in one place this fall. And you've, you see my pretty little table up here. Our dream team is, is filled with amazing people because you are the dream team, and you too over here. We're the dream team. There's no other group of people from our city that I wanna do life with. It's you guys. It's you guys. You are the dream team. And as we come together and as we do this together, God has an amazing mission, and an amazing future to us. But now is the time. See, we've got to do the little things today that create the big things tomorrow. If we don't do the little things today, there is no tomorrow. And so church, now is the time. I just ask you, what is it that God's laid on your heart? now is the time. Now is the time to act. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to seek after the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed today's podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, or visit our website at huddocommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening, and God bless.